You're tuning in to Just Know Though Podcast. Podcast for every season of life. This content is genuine and intentionally created to inspire and uplift others. If you're new, I hope you enjoy. And if you're returning, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Just Know Though. We are on episode two of Health and Hustle, and I'm super excited to introduce you guys to today's guest. So with Jen and I today is Selene, but also such a badass. Selene, she is a Selena's native. That's how I met her. We go way back. Selena and I have been close since what, like seventh grade, hard in middle school. Yes, like we go back. (laughs) When Jen introduced me to the topic of health and hustle and you gave me the freedom to help out with who was going to be on this series. So, and it was the first person to come to my mind because I just, admire you so much, Selena. She has a master's in ABA. She has a bachelor's in child development and special education. She's currently special education preschool teacher and she does a she is an ABA therapist on the side. On top of this, she is a wife. She's been married to my good friend Danny for what two years now? But they've been together for like, what, 13? And she's a dog mom. And she's crazy enough to have two. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe you have two dogs. Plus all of that. I know. And she's a badass dog mom. Like, she has one of those crazy dogs that needs all this crazy, like, police level training and she's on it what oh no i like all of this <laughs> i like challenges i guess <laughs> thanks kp thanks for boosting my self-esteem so i automatically thought of you selena because you as long as i've known you have juggled so much at the same time and have done it so well that I think people who didn't know you on a very personal level would never know that it was difficult because you make it look so easy. I obviously, you know, get to see the background of it and I know that it's not super easy and that you've had some barriers or some ups and downs along the way. And I think for that reason, even more, I admire it because you've never let it defeat you. Don't cry. I think I want to cry. I know. That's beautiful. That is some heartfelt stuff. I'm just kidding. Everybody should tell their best friend. <laughs> Seriously. It's so good. Anything else that you may, I mean, KP's your best friend. Anything we might have missed in the intro that you want to share before we get into it? No, she covered it all. Even like things that I wouldn't have thought of, like dog mom. Like, yeah, I didn't think about it because honestly, adding our second dog was such a challenge. And I think it is because of her breed. <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh, what did we get ourselves into? It's, you know, you think of like the puppy face and they're so cute. She was not cute. She was like a little demon. She was hard. <laughs> but again, like she taught us so much about being dog parents. And I think because of her, it's funny to say that like we trained our rescue dog, but we were like, oh my gosh, he has like such bad manners that we would have never realized if like we didn't do all this research and like hire a trainer. <laughs> to tell us what we were doing wrong and that's another thing I'll say that you'll you'll get faced with the challenge it never scares you like yeah maybe you'll like overthink it but that'll push you to do the research and to be like you know what well it's hard but someone has to do it because I remember you telling me that you went to the vet and you told the vet hey we're thinking about getting a second dog and the vet was like are you sure you want to do that And instead of having that scare you, you were like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And you did. And you're doing it. And Bailey's an amazing, well-trained little girl. (laughs) She's a wild one, man. Another thing I think, I can just talk about you forever, but Selena also comes from a big family. I think like your immediate family is like 50 people. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, You have like what, like 20 nieces and nephews. Yeah. I kind of stopped counting. I'm like, it's a, when I think about it, I'm like, wait, I don't know on the top of my head. I have to count it. I have to count it's them. It's a lot. Yeah. And I know <laughs> that they all look up to you. So Lena is the first in her family to graduate from college. 
And I think it's so awesome. She definitely has inspired her younger nieces and nephews to want the same. And you're so brave. You're the reason, you're part of the reason, if not the reason why I went to Arizona State. Um, So Selena and I went to ASU together. And at the time, you were already in a relationship with Danny for like, I don't know what, like five, four years. I think it was six. And even that, you knew it was going to be hard going from this, like, you know, very serious relationship and then putting that much distance between it. And you still did it. And you're married now. (laughs) I don't know. I can't say enough good things about you. But for that reason, I thought you were perfect for this series. Thank you. That makes me feel really good about myself. No, you're so accomplished. This is amazing. So now that I kind of have, like, Carla was awesome giving her (laughs) overview. You know, you being first generation, you having a family that looks up to you, you kind of paved the way not knowing how to do it and you just did it. It's honestly amazing how you can handle so much at once, knowing that you're just going off of your own how to do it yourself. You're not going off of maybe examples of someone having multiple jobs, going to school, also having a part-time this and a that and you know juggling everything. I only have one nephew and I could not imagine having 20. Like his birthday is like enough. I can't even imagine how the calendar year looks for you. So with that being said, you what gets you through, you know, those overwhelming or the time of health and hustle in your life? So I live by two quotes that I like to say. One of them is, si se puede. And I always say that because I think part of that, that comes from my parents. They were both field workers. And I think, like, I always thought, like, dude, they did it. Like, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, si se puede. You know, my mom did it. She had five kids. She worked, like, 12 hours in the field, sometimes, like, six days a week. So I constantly reminded myself, like, dude, I could do it. Like, you know, I'm just kind of reminding myself, like, si se puede. And then another one that I think is a new one, and um, I think later we can go more into detail about this. Like Carla mentioned, I have dealt with like some obstacles which is anxiety you know and I think part of that when I learned through it was like just trust the process like I always told myself like you know you can't change what you can't control trust the process and sure enough like that got me day by day I was like okay today is this day tomorrow's another day and I and I part of that too was like you know being a special ed teacher sometimes um, I have kiddos who show amazing progress like right off the bat and then I have kiddos who have slow progress and I'm I always say like you know trust the process (laughs) the outcome it always like outweighs like what comes through the process because the struggle is rough (laughs) and and I'm not saying that as a teacher I'm just saying like that in general like sometimes like it's hard to look like when you're struggling when you when you're at your low but then when you at your end point you're like oh my gosh like this is beautiful (laughs) and I think that like the struggle makes it beautiful because you remember like oh my gosh a year ago I would have never I would have been so proud like I would have been like oh my gosh you did it a year ago me Selena would have been like good job you did it (laughs) Yes. Those are the best moments when you can really just look back and be like, I did it. It was worth it. Yes. What is that J. Cole quote? Uh, There's a beauty in the struggle. Mm -hmm. There really is. And I feel like almost not that I'm saying like, obviously, everyone has their own struggles. It almost makes it that much more like I remember when I finally got my master's, I was like, holy moly, this feels good. (laughs) Like, I was just like, oh, my God, I can breathe. Like, you know, um, yes. And it was like 2020. I got it December of 2020. Like after that rough <gasps> year. Oh, yeah. Shoot. I was, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this feels good. Yeah. You were planning a wedding during like the thick of your master's program. And then I finished it during like the whole world changing with all these new obstacles we faced as like just a, like the world, I should say, not the country. Yeah. You know, it, like I said, it like the end point's always like, and I think that's what got me by the like, and I remember talking to Carla about this when I finished my bachelor's. I was like, okay, I did that. Like, I can do it again. That's oh, that's dope. I remember there was a moment in my master's program, I legit wanted to quit in the quarter. I was like, I looked up the deadlines, but I couldn't <laughs> get a refund. It was like, I already had passed that deadline. Like grades were due. Like I was, I was deep in it already. So you doing that... Plus planning your wedding. That's crazy. Plus you have like three jobs. I did. I worked seven days a week. <gasps> Never like, again. For as long as I've known Selena, she's had multiple jobs. And Selena and I lived together the last two years that I was in college. I just remember like she was 
always working. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, I just always was, whoa, like she does not, like, where do you get this energy? And then you always had a social life. That's another thing about Selena. Like, she is so well-liked. Like, I have never met a person who didn't like her. She can make friends with literally anybody. And it only takes her, like, one conversation with somebody to have a lifelong friend. So on top of all of this, she has always been able to maintain a social life. And I'm just so impressed. Like, where do you get the energy for all of this? Yeah, how do you do it? Well, I think it's back to your guys' health and hustle. Like, if you're going to hustle, you got to be healthy. And healthy means you also True. have to be like, hey. And I, I do, I actually do remember this. Carla would get so mad at me because we would go out. And, like, I was used to, like, sometimes we would go out on Saturday nights. And I tutored at 7 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> and I would get up and do it. And then, I like, sometimes I didn't tutor on Sunday. So I would go and wake up Carla at, like, 7 a.m. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it got to the point that I would have to lock my door when we got home after partying like on a Saturday night because I knew this one would wake up at like the crack of dawn and be in my bedroom like in my bed like Carla let's go get breakfast and I would just be dead and so I had to start locking my door <laughs> But I think part of it is, like, my body was just used to, like, being on the go, which honestly, like, also, like, I don't want to say, like, I encourage you to always be on the go because I feel like you do need to have balance. And I've learned that, you know, like, sometimes it's not healthy, but also, like, I think that's why I was also healthy because I worked a lot, but I was like, hey, I'm, I'm tired, but you know what? I need to go out. Like, I need to leave my room. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not healthy, you know? I, I know I had a lot of energy. I can't say I still have that energy in me, but... I probably, it's up there still. Yeah. Now you just put it into your dogs and your marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and that's true because now like, you know, I still wake up early. We wake up at five to walk our dogs and give them like a good 30 minute walk and then get ready for work. And then we get home from work, we eat, and then we go on more walks. So definitely like, I guess uh -huh. you do, you do put it in well, Carla, like my energy's not put in like my family, my husband and my doggies. We're always on the go. How do you deal with that? Like being on the go or you think you're just used to it because you've done it for so long I want to be like that so I'm asking <laughs> I think honestly I came to a like a little funk where I was like always tired and I wasn't myself mm -hmm. I was always like sleeping which is totally not like and Carla's nodding her hair because I'm like I could sleep two hours and like function like I'm not like someone that needs like my husband needs eight hours of sleep or else, or else he's angry <laughs> you know I could sleep like three hours and be like okay like Let's start our day. And I, I went through this weird when I was always tired. And I kind of like that health, a balance. This is important for you to stay healthy. Like it's not healthy. Let work consume you. And be. I would, I kind of made it like I would set timers. Like I would mm. rest for an hour and be like, all right, it's time to get up. And again, too, like I feel like, do you have pets? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, and I think Carla would maybe agree on this. Dogs honestly also show you like healthy habits because I think part of like why sometimes I may not feel and may not have the energy, but I'm like, oh my gosh, my dog needs a walk. My dog needs to use the bathroom. So you kind of like force yourself to get up and then you didn't realize you needed that like 10 minute walk yourself to just kind of like rough days, you know, they happen or just being yeah. tired. Yeah. And I think I definitely get what you're saying with that, but what the first thing that comes to my mind when you said that was parents and how they could be exhausted, but they find energy when it comes to their kids. My mom, like I'm 30 years old basically, and my mom will still pull it together if I if I ask her for something or if I need something from her or if any of my brothers do. And to me, it's just like I don't know. That's that's such a amazing thing that I admire about parents. No, yeah, that's true. And again, like when I, I think too, like, you know, years later, my parents, my dad was a roofer and my mom worked for a packaging company for like, she would package like prickly pears in Salinas. And I remember like they worked those labor jobs Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday, like they had their side hustle. So I always mm. thought about that, like, oh my gosh, my mom did it at like 50 years old. Like I could do it, you know? Mm, so it's mm -hmm. true. Like I always kind of say this too, when people like have asked me like, how do you work two jobs? Like, cause you know, teaching is not easy like you're pretty like done by the end of the day and yeah it's draining yeah a lot of patience yeah and I yeah, and I yeah. focus definitely and I always say like immigrant kids are built different mm. our parents are built different and I feel mm. like part of that kind of like what I look at I'm like I compare it I'm like oh my gosh my mom did this I could do it her life was like 10 times harder and she did it <laughs> 
Yeah. I could do it. I guess I've never thought about it until you just now that you said it, but mm-hmm. your, your whole family is like that. Your siblings are like that too. It may not be in the same way. Your siblings are also very much like go-getters, like, you know, like they get an idea and they go and do it. Oh, no, that's a great correlation. How everyone, how your parents really instilled that, that mm-hmm. worth ethic and that grind in you and your siblings. And you just did it differently in your own way and your own goals and your own career path. So I'm curious to know, Selena, now at this point, phase in your life, how do you know when it's time to slow down and take a minute for yourself? I really started listening to my body. And I know we hear that. And I heard it all the time. And I never was like, what do you mean listen to my body? Like, what is my (laughs) my body listens to me? You know, but honest, I wear, I'm pretty blind. I wear contacts. Like I cannot function without glasses or my contacts. And like my eyes started like swelling. <gasps> like my body was starting to react. And I was like, okay, like, you like you close and your eyes and you go to sleep. <laughs> or I'm just like, yeah, like, Hey, like I need to take it easy. Like maybe, mm-hmm. um, tomorrow, you know, I'll do this instead. Or like, it doesn't have to be extreme like that. I shouldn't say that I wait until my eye swells up, but like just things like my digestive system kind of like would start being weird or my um, patience. I'm a very patient person. But when it came down to where I was like, not very patient, I'm like, okay, like I need to take a breather and like slow down. But I strongly now believe in that, like listen to your body because it's so true. (laughs) Or like, I never really had migraines. And now like here or there, I'll get them. And I'm like, okay, that means my body like is tired (laughs) and I need to chill. And, and it's funny, like my course, we and my coworkers always say this, but I'm always like, I mean, what are they going to do? Fire me? <laughs> you know, like I started thinking about that because, you know, working salary jobs, sometimes you don't know when to stop. Like I would come mm. home and bring a lot of work home. And I learned mm. to be like, hey, like that could wait till like I'll go 20 minutes early to work tomorrow and get it done there. Like I kind of learned to like also balance that because I was I kind of was like doing it all and a little too much at one point. But I learned to listen to my body. Yeah. No, I think that is so important. And we touched on it a little bit in our intro episode. You know, things are going to come out one way or another, and you definitely have control over it. Uh, But you have to have that self-awareness to be able to know when it's it's time to slow down and recharge and engage in self-care. So, Selena, what do you do for self-care? So, aside from all the thousands of walks that I do a day with my dogs... Um, I kind of took a break because we just moved. So, um, but I do try to work out two to three times a week. And honestly, when I think back of like wedding time, when I honestly had the most going on, sometimes I'm like, how did I do it? I'm like, oh my gosh, because I was getting ready for a wedding, I was working out consistently. So I feel like that's such a good way of like just releasing everything you got, you know, like all the stress built up. And then, so I, I do try to do that a lot. I also try to go to my favorite like restaurants. I mean, I don't do it every day, but I'll say like, okay, on Sunday, like that's my reward. You know, I'm going to work, work, work. And then on Sunday, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to go have wine and my favorite place. And that's all I'm going to do that, you know? So just kind of rewarding myself and, um, you work so hard, like do this for yourself. And then, um, my husband's so sweet. He's really good at like, he knows like, he's kind of like, Hey, like, do you want to go on a bike ride? Like before we had dogs, that's kind of what we did. He's like, do you want to go on a bike ride? Or like, do you want to go on a drive and go get ice cream? Like he's very good at like, he knows me. So he's like, okay, like it's time for you to like distract yourself and let's go do something else. Thankful for him. Yeah. I think that's a whole nother layer that when it comes to, cause a lot of the things we've touched on have been you independently going and chasing after your dreams. Obviously, you know, we talked about you planning this wedding, but it's like, no, there was a whole nother person along the ride for a lot of this. And for the first, what, like four years that we were in Arizona, Danny was still living in Salinas. And so you would also have to make time for your relationship on top of going to school, on top of your social life, on top of all your jobs that you had. Um, And I know I was in a long distance relationship at that time too, but mine started that way. So for me, it was like, that was my norm. I didn't know anything but that. But you went from being like attached to the hip with Danny when you guys were both were in Salinas to having like all these miles between you guys, you experiencing college for the first time and still being committed to making your relationship work. 
um, it's funny. I think about like a while ago, I saw this meme and it said like, it was like a girl like living her best life and it like tagged was like someone's healthy son. And I feel like strongly, <laughs> no, like Danny is just an overall genuinely healthy person a healthy like he's just Carla knows him he's such a good not like I'm not being biased like he's genuinely a very good person where like I feel like he always let me be like he never was like you can't do that like I mean we joke about it because he'd be like oh my god I Selene like why you know (laughs) but it was kind of like he was kind of like he let me be and like the boundaries were so healthy like I went out I like I had a great college experience and I could never say I mean I, I left out of state without like someone being like oh my gosh, I'm going to leave you like this isn't going to work. You know, like he's just a healthy person that like helped me be healthy too because, I mean, he's my first boyfriend. So it's not like I could compare him too much. I mean, I had like middle school boyfriends, but I just look back now and even like just like as I grow older and like, you know, friends have different relationships. I'm just like so thankful that like he's genuinely like always looked out for the best of me, whether it was like, let her be. And I honestly feel like that's how we worked out. I mean, he would like visit me once a month and I would go home pretty often. Like, and it was never like, where are you going? What do you do? Like, it was kind of like, Hey, I'm going here. And he's like, okay, like text me when you get home to make sure you are safe. Like have fun. I think partly too is like, I was with Carla. So like she mentioned, like she's my good friend, my best friend. And like, he's also her good friend. So I think he like partly knew and like Carla was always the responsible one in our friendship. So, but Yeah, I feel like we definitely need to shout out Danny. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. I've actually known Selena's husband, Danny, longer than I've known Selena. Yeah, and he's been, he's like family. Uh, My whole family loves him, treats him like family. I I do think, not, I don't think, it's not that I don't think you could have done it on your own, but I do think, and we talked about this last week, last week, uh, episode two is that is a healthy balance and I think for a long time Danny was your healthy balance because you were a little all over the place for a while <laughs> and I, I mean, say that in the sweetest way possible and I and I talked a little bit about you in the intro where I was like you know there's your introverts that you know thrive on being by themselves talking to themselves and like really knowing themselves and then there's there, there's people like Selena who are constantly surrounded by people like that's how they thrive yeah I think that he was definitely that balance for you and he's totally the opposite like he's not very I mean he's kind like obviously polite and meets people but he's not very social he's kind of more reserved and like likes to be home he likes I mean he has his friends from back home for Selena's and that's kind of like I mean he's been here for th- Four, almost four years now and like he doesn't have many friends which is not a bad thing because I'm you know we're a married couple but I, I think Carl explained it perfectly like he's just such a good person in a sense of like I feel like he also helped me be healthy and like I mentioned like even like till this day when you guys said like your self-care sometimes I even forget and like he's the one that's kind of like hey do you want Postino for lunch which is usually my favorite wine place so he he's kind of like the one that's like do you want to go get like a glass of wine <laughs> Or, hey, I bought you a, a bottle of wine. Like, let's have a glass and have dinner. So I'm very much thankful for him. And I think part of, like, being healthy is definitely having a healthy significant other in your life. Because that definitely matters. You know, and just supportive, mm-hmm. too. I, I think of, like, like thinking back as you guys are asking me questions of, it is hard. Like, now that I think back of, like, being in grad school and being a special ed teacher and, like, doing ABA therapy at home. Like, I sometimes I work, like, up to 60 hours a week and it felt good coming home to someone being like, Hey, I made you dinner, you know, like seeing simple things that like, you don't realize that really like nurture you. So, and I think too, like, Oh my gosh, if I lived alone, would I, would I have eight? Like I think back and I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, because you, you have this like very kind person. That's so good to you. For sure. No, I love it. It's like a partner who instills healthy habits and knows you best and supports your hustle, which is like key during any season but especially when it's just like overwhelmingly busy so I love it I feel like I always say this when and my boyfriend when he's not here I don't cook but when he's here I'm like okay I gotta cook I gotta feed him right and then, so it's crazy that you say that because when I'm by myself I'm like oh shoot I have to eat you know yeah no and I think it's funny that I mean I, I love that you said that he like respects my hustle because he's never been like hey do you really want to work and he's like okay if you want to work those hours all you but just make sure like you're okay and then he's so funny he'll like tell me like dude you're a different breed like how do you do it seven eight hours of sleep I work these amount of hours and that's like I need rest so 
he'll constantly like be like, dude, you're like a different breed. <laughs> like how, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what else are you doing? Like, I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm just constantly always doing something. And I think I see Carla smiling because she knows me, like whether I'm like helping my colleagues at work, writing behavior plans, or like obviously my second job within my second job, I think because not that I'm saying that like I'm overly qualified for my second job, but kind of because technically like at master's level um, and the reason I do my second job. Go ahead, Sam girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The reason I do my second job is because I'm, I'm like working under a BCBA to get, get hours to eventually be a BCBA. So like the parents are usually like always asking me for help with like educational stuff, because obviously like I know the laws, I know IEPs, I, I write them. So I'm constantly just busy and I, I love helping people. So I mean, at one point I was even like helping friends with their dogs, <laughs> like just training their dog, sharing like knowledge that I learned, like, Hey, you should do this. Like this worked for me. I'm constantly on the go, but mainly I, now I just have those two jobs and my home. Well, that's dope though. Cause at least, you know, you, you can do it and you did it. And if you need to do it, you'll do it again. Yeah. You know? But I, de- yeah, but I, de- I definitely learn that balance again, back to you guys, yeah. like the health and hustle, like it's great hustling, but also remember to like take care of yourself. Yes. I think something that as your friend, I've always tried to tell you is like, it's okay to say no because she makes it look so easy. And because she is so dependable and she is so good at what she does, a lot of people will come to her with either like a job or with, you know, asking for you for help. This I think is one of your downfalls. You don't like to let people down. And I've seen it where it's like, you don't want to say yes to something, but you also, you want to maintain that relationship. So you do it anyway. And I think that that has always been my biggest thing with you is like, it's okay to say no, like you have to have boundaries. No, definitely. I've learned that. I a hundred percent agree. Like even if five years ago, I feel like I wish I would have told there was times that I remember like, and again, that's the downfall of like hustling, you know, like often you're like just in this go, go, go that you forget the important things and I remember I had this like super like beautiful family event back home. One of the people that I was working for like asked me to work overnight. And instead I knew I had this. I like didn't want to say no. So I said yes. And I missed out. So that always replays in my head where I'm like, I like should have been there. I wish I could have told old me like, it's okay to say no. Like you're not going to get fired. Like they're not going to be mad at you. That which is what like my issue is sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to be mad at me. And I, like, again, like no one's mad at me. Like it's okay to say no. I've definitely learned that as I've gotten older, like, and even like just telling people like, I don't want to do this today. I'm tired. Like I'm going to stay home, you know? But yeah, I definitely agree. I've learned slowly. I'm getting there. I wouldn't say a hundred percent, but I've definitely gotten better with knowing like, okay, I don't, I, I could say no without them being mad at me because I said no. I mean, that's a hard, I think a lot, especially women, they have a hard time doing that. I have a hard time doing it. It's, it's definitely something that everyone, I feel like I should have told myself that years ago too, where it's like, gosh, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Or if you know you're stretched thin and it's not really possible to make it you can't be in two places at once right so I think that's also I love that you said that Carla like you do have to practice saying no I think I just feel like in this day and age at this age being a woman it's so hard especially when you have family too there's a lot of pressures to be like I gotta go to this but I also gotta do my homework but I also gotta go here but I also have a boyfriend so I also go like it's just it's a lot having to feel like you kind of have to do it all so seamlessly and gracefully. Yeah. And I think I was, I've always been like that even as a kid. Like I've always just been like a people pleaser. So it's so funny now, like, you know, my preschoolers when they're like, when someone asks, like I always tell them, be kind, you know, you don't have to play with someone if you don't want to, but I'm just like, say no, learn it now. <laughs> like, it's okay to say no. Like this whole, like make them share. Uh-uh. Like I'm always, Oh, like I'm always telling like, be kind, like timers, let's take turns, but you don't have to share if you're not ready. You know, like just learning that from battle because think of like things like I think when I was younger, like my mom part of been like, you need to share. Like even simple things like that were now like my students, I'm always like, you you can like say no or giving them choices. Like I was like, say no, thank you if you don't want it. Like I'm not going to force you. Like I think all of that comes from like way back then because I think, of, I, again, I think about myself as a kid and I've always been like a yes. I remember in preschool, actually, a girl wanted to borrow my ring. And I didn't want to let her borrow it. And I let her borrow it. And she never gave it back. <laughs> you know, and I wish like then I, I would have been like, no, it's mine. You know? So Call her again, just <laughs> wherever you are, I still remember if you're listening. 
No, I think that's so important. And I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. Like it's, it's obviously easier said than done to just mm-hmm. say no to things when you don't want to do them. But it's also so important to know your boundaries, especially the older that you get. Because I think this ties into like consent. This ties into like so many other very important parts of life. And I think for a lot of people, yeah, growing up, like you're told by your parents, like, no, you have to share or you have to do this or you have to, you know, like if you're if you're at a family party and everyone wants to give you a hug or kiss you or whatever, like you have to let them. And it's like, actually, no, if you're uncomfortable, you should be able to respectfully decline. Yeah, you're right, Jen, like especially for women, sometimes it feels like we can't say no because we have that much more to prove or like we have to work 10 times harder than like our mm-hmm. male counterparts to, to feel like we are capable of the same things. And it no, like it shouldn't be that way. No, I agree. That's why I'm saying like anything that I've like modeled, I do it with my little three, four, five year olds where they're like, she won't want to hold my hand. I'm like, it's okay. She doesn't have to hold your hand. <laughs> like ask somebody else. Like it's okay for people. And also like learning, like again, vice versa, like them learning as like, I wish it's okay for people to tell you no. You know, also mm. that like when I feel like with kids, sometimes we're like, you have to share or like you, like uh, even like the other person, the other person owes them something. It's like, no, be kind, but you can say no. It is very yes. true. One more point on that. I was thinking about saying no, but when you're in the health and hustle season, you, you feel like you have to say yes to every opportunity because you're a woman, right? And you feel like you have to work twice as hard to prove yourself. You got to stack your resume. You got to do all these things and to the point where you almost burn out because you're trying to let everyone know that you're the go-to person for something, that you are an expert and yada, yada, that you can handle the workload. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I think it's so much more than that because yes, we're women, but all three of us are also women of color. And I think mm. that adds a whole nother layer. And I know I know this is true, especially for Selena, because I went through it also. We, when we moved to Arizona, it was like a culture shock for us. Mm-hmm. There was often times where we would walk into a building and be the only two Mexican people in the – or people of color in general in the entire building. That wasn't and, working there. Sometimes we would walk in, right, Carla? Sorry to interrupt you, but I remember it was like the employees were – of oh, color yeah. and that was it yeah mm-hmm. but like in, oh, in our hate buildings like that okay yes. <laughs> you know in our classroom at work mm-hmm. it was it was like that a lot of the time and I know both of us would reflect on it together and just feel like whoa like we are definitely like not in Salinas anymore and it almost felt like well I don't know about you Selena but for me I know it always kind of felt like I feel like I have to prove myself even more and not so much to prove it to other the other people in the room that I was capable of also being there, but to prove it to myself, if that makes sense. But I definitely just feel like that added a whole nother layer to feeling like I had to hustle and I had to not turn down any opportunities. Oh yeah, I agree. Or even like, I, I felt the same. And also sometimes it felt like at times I even feel like, I did things because I was like, well, I want to inspire other like first generation to feel like they could do this. You know, like that mentality of like, you're right, Carla, like feeling like you have to do things because you have to like prove yourself that like we can do it. We are also capable of doing it and also like inspiring like other people and other girls that they can get to that point as well. Um, And I, I remember actually when I moved here, like people said I talked funny and I felt like at first I was like, oh my God, how mean, like I talk funny. And they were like, yeah, where are you from? And I'm like, from California. My parents, like my, <laughs> my first, my first language is Spanish. Of course I'm going to have an accent, but in Salinas, mm-hmm. no one ever told me that even in my, like I worked in Monterey, I worked in Seaside and no one ever said that, but like, no, it was to that point where people would be like, oh, like, where are you from? You talk different. It was quite interesting. So even that was another thing that like learning to love my accent because for a little bit I was kind of self-conscious. I didn't want to talk because I was like, oh my God, people think I talk funny. I, I feel like I've had a lot of talks with you about that exact thing, about other people's opinions or perceptions of you. And 
talking you through, like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't matter what other people think. Like, they're either not thinking about it anymore or, like, it wasn't ever that serious to begin with. But I, I do feel like that's something that you've gotten a lot better at is not doubting yourself as much as you used to or just not worrying about what other people thought think of you. During my undergrad that I won that, like, yeah. award in my cohort – and I remember, yeah. like, I didn't, like, you got, to, I, I didn't really pay much attention, but you got to sit on stage, which ended up being super, like, humbling because I was, again, one of the, probably the only person of color, the only Mexican for sure, maybe, like, one or two other people of color. But also, like, I was like, eh, I don't have to do that, you know? And then one of my professors, like, emailed me and I was, you better do it. That's going to be so much to your parents. Like, I don't think you realize it. Like, she pretty much was like, you better do it. And when I did it, I was like, oh, my God, like, Because sometimes, and it is true, like Carla has told me, like, dude, you know your shit. Like, don't doubt yourself or don't belittle yourself. Because often, like, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't do that. Like, you know, I I, I can't look at myself as, like, this professional because I thought that I was, like, this girl from East Salinas that, like, barely made it. Like, I've earned my way here. And again, like, my biggest hope is, like, I always try to get, you know, involved with, like, certain kids at school and stuff because, I, I remember like student teaching in South Phoenix and like when I told the parents, yeah, my mom's like from Michoacan and they'd be like, wait, you like art? And I'm like, yeah, like your kid can do this too. That, that's been like my biggest like thing that I'm proud of myself is like knowing how many people I've inspired along the way. The hustle of like you can get to where at this stage in life, even if you feel like, I think about high school, I graduated with a 2.1. Like if you would, yeah, if like my colleagues knew my high school GPA, they probably wouldn't have believed. Because again, now they look at me as like this professional of like someone that's good at like their job and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, like I, I work really hard to get here. And you can yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me of Brandon's episode. Mm-hmm. Brandon was all about, he's also from Salinas, first generation. And he talks about the difference from people who take the elevator versus take the stairs. And listening to you talk reminds me of when you hustle, you earn it, Mm -hmm. right? It's hard, but you earn it. There really is power in saying no, not doubting yourself, fighting all those intrusive thoughts and doubts when you're hustling because it really will affect your mental health. Mm -hmm. And then you can't say no. And then you're just like on the go and you're just like constantly trying to prove to others instead of proving to yourself. Carla, yeah, <laughs> started the, the series strong. Yeah, and I, I'll say I think the one thing that really sets Selena apart, because I, I do think that a lot of it comes natural to you to just, like, get things done. No matter how many things you're juggling, she never fails to pay attention to detail. Whether it's, like, making sure her house is always clean to making sure that, like, she doesn't forget a birthday. She's, like, she'll text me on, like, mine and my fiancé's anniversary to tell us happy anniversary. Like, look, it's the little things. And I know that she's like that with even, like, with her other friends, too. And I think that's what makes her so unique in that she can have, like, a 100 open tabs in her brain and still remember the people who have been there for her throughout this journey. And I think that's why... Everyone loves you so much and why you have a million friends, even when like you don't even try. And I really do think that that's a unique thing that, yeah, like I don't think you can, I don't know if you can teach that. I feel like you just, that is just very unique to who Selena is. Something that I admire because yeah, you, you get shit done and you are also very thoughtful along the way. You, I always just think about like, what do I like? I always think of like, what do I like? I'm going to do the same thing to other people because I'm sure if it makes me feel good, it makes other people feel good. And it's actually really sweet that you tell me. I've been having all these spiritual awakenings recently where like sparked my interest in God knows what. Eventually, I guess we'll find out in a few weeks. <laughs> I love that like Carla said that about me because I actually got a text from like former like teacher friend that I taught with and she just sent me like this random text and was like, you know what makes you unique? She's like, I feel like you actually take the time to like build relationships with everyone around you. Like, cause she like now has a different job where she works with so many different people. And she, I never realized how much at home you make people feel like, which is like your students. And I was just like, wow, I'm glad. Like that makes me feel good. Cause I, again, like I always reflect cause sometimes I'm not very kind, you know, we're not always kind to ourselves. So I'm always like, what would I like to hear? What can I do? Like, it goes back to like, you don't know what other people are going through. Like, I don't know at work, like if maybe my, one of my colleagues is going through a divorce and like, maybe just me saying something nice to her makes her day. So I, I try to live by that too, of like not forgetting, remind people 
that they're doing a good job or like pointing out something good about them. Yeah. We're all so lucky. My goodness. <laughs> no, that's, that's, it's really hard. There are, there are people who just do straight up business and they don't really care about other people when they're in the hustle or when they're even just like, just in general, just going through life. They are just so caught up in probably with them. Everyone has their own hardships, but it's always so nice when you're going through it and you acknowledge that other people are going through it too. Mm-hmm. And that you kind of just spread kindness wherever you can. I was like, I feel like some people probably are very kind, but I honestly feel like I'm kind because of my own personal struggles, you know, and like my own, like dealing with my personal mental health and like mm-hmm. realizing like when I was going through this point in my life, I wish somebody like did this. So then I'm like, you know what? Probably someone, my neighbor's probably going through that. So maybe just me saying hi to him in the morning, like will like make him feel better. So just reminding, like I try to reflect always of my own personal experiences. And re- you're right, like realizing so many people, we don't know what goes on closed doors because uh, back to the mental health, that's like something that's not visible all the time. I mean, I feel like no one would have ever guessed that I've had my own struggles because like Carla said, I'm all, I always have a smile on my face and I'm always happy. But again, like we all have our own personal struggles and stuff we deal with. I think that was the hardest part for me as your friend, seeing you struggle. I mean, I feel like you've kind of struggled with anxiety for the majority of your adult life. And I think the hardest part for me as someone who cares about you as your friend is that I saw all the good that you put into the world. And it was frustrating for me that you doubted yourself and that you couldn't see it for yourself. Obviously, now I know that it's not that easy to just hold up a mirror to your face. I think a lot of people would would be surprised to know that you've struggled with anxiety throughout all this time because you are such a go-getter. You get things done and you never let people see you sweat. I want to know what part of your entire journey throughout all of this hustling, all of this, your, your journey with mental health, would you say you're most grateful for? Honestly, that's a hard one, but I honestly feel like being positive. I think regardless, it hits. I always told myself out of all these negatives, what's one positive? And like, I, that kind of kept me going. Like you're like kicking butt in this course. You know, even though like you're struggling in this one. So I definitely think like my positive mentality has definitely been what I've been the most proudest because honestly, that's probably have because of that little positivity I still hold has gotten me out of so many funks of like or so many like when I doubted myself, like, you know, grad school go hard at one point juggling at all. Like and especially in 2020 when like we went virtual and I was like, how am I going to teach special needs kids virtual? Like this makes no sense, you know, and everything changed. I, I remember like telling myself pinpointing like one positive to get me through the next <laughs> through the next day and so forth like on definitely I feel like that's what I'm most proud of yeah I can definitely see that I do think that you are someone who always no matter the situation can find good in anything and anybody yeah and, that, like, and that's hard it can be really hard when when things are not going your way or when people are not nice to you and to still find the strength in you to find good in that. I feel like that is a very difficult characteristic to have and you you definitely have mastered that. It's hard even like in everyday like sometimes you know even in my job like some kids have really challenging behaviors that sometimes you're like holy moly this was a rough day and I always think like wait he sat at snack time today like yeah like it all like tell the parents because often too like you know, having kids like that, you often like always hear like negative or like what you're telling to work on. I would, I've always been like, hey, he did this today or she did this. And like parents would be like, oh my God, thank you for telling me that. And like, that's kind of like with myself, I tell myself that too. Like I kind of give myself pep talk. Okay, today was rough, but you did this, you know, mm-hmm. and, or I worked out. So I'm like, okay, I, I did something for myself today. <laughs> Reminding me of that has definitely gotten me by and what I proud of myself for. So sweet. I've struggled with anxiety for a very long time. And it wasn't until, shoot, it wasn't until January. I still struggle with like here and there, like I have moments, but it was bad. It was definitely bad. I totally feel you. It's 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 no way, it, sometimes it can be like debilitating of like, you're just like, oh, what am I gonna do? What do I, like you just go overwhelmed, your head starts spinning. Some people have it really bad where like they, they throw up and all this other stuff. I wasn't like that, but sometimes I'd feel like that, like, oh my God, 
much I'm so overwhelmed that I need to throw up. It's crazy how it affects everyone differently. I admire you for even acknowledging that because it's so crazy to say that it's kind of normal. A lot of people don't say it, you know, like I think when Carla knows she's a therapist, you, there's probably, I don't know what the statistics are, how many people experience it in some time in their life, you know? Whether it's a hard time or whether it's like <sighs> through transitions, through school, through marriages, it's, it's really hard to, to even pinpoint it sometimes, unless you are reflecting daily. I'm so happy you came on and I'm so happy that you have a friend like Carla because when you have anxiety, friends like that matter so much. Honest to God. Like, they it do really and that's a difference you know yeah. i'm very thankful for her and like even like things that i think back i feel like diagnosed me without telling me like way back <laughs> then because again like i would have like mini panic attacks and i like it just like certain things where i i do certain things or like i used to do like scratch myself a lot oh, like just kind of like too, and yeah. yeah certain things and I, and I agree and i feel like i just think I'm thankful that you guys have this podcast because people don't realize that like it's okay. It took me a while. Like I was embarrassed. Like I was like, oh my gosh. Like and then again I would get like my anxiety would get worse. <laughs> Cause then I was like ashamed of it because I was embarrassed. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just had like a tantrum. <laughs> Not that people saw it, you know, but again, like I was like mad at myself and Girl, I had like, like it's... that goes with like trust the process with what I like to tell mm -hmm. myself. It's okay mm -hmm. to feel like this. Think of like what I tell my students, like, you know, it's okay to be frustrated. Like we all feel it. So I remind myself, I'm like, you need to like practice what you preach, girl. Like I'll tell myself, you know, um, it's okay. And just talking about it. Sometimes it feels better when other people say like, oh, I've, I've had those struggles too. Mm -hmm. And knowing you're not alone. For sure. And I, I was nervous to ask you, like you were the first person that popped into my mind, but I was nervous to ask you because I know that you you get anxious about these kind of things. But for me, it was like, no, like, I feel like she has a really great story to tell. And I know how much it would mean for other people to hear that there's more to just, you know, all of the successes that you see being posted or that you like, you know, the face that you put forward in front of in social settings. No, there's, there's a whole story behind, behind how you got there. And I think that a lot of times people shy away from talking about that out of fear of judgment, out of just, you know, maybe not even wanting to accept it themselves that, you know, they've dealt with things or that they've had failures in their, throughout their journey but I think the more that people talk about it, the more we normalize that people go through stuff and that it's normal. I like, I know Jenny asked me about like statistics and yeah, at some point I, I genuinely believe that at some point throughout everyone's life, they will experience some form of anxiety or depression. Like it's just inevitable. You go through things that, that hurt you. You go through things that, impact your entire life and if you don't have a response to that I would think there's something wrong with you like mm -hmm. you like you have emotions you're human it's okay to feel things um but I think for a long time it, it was very stigmatized of like no like you can't show your feelings and and that's not that's not true or even like how it goes hand in hand I feel like often sometimes anxiety leads to depression because all that yes. you'd like don't know how to handle these emotions where right? I feel like kind of happened to me and then feel like too like when you're depressed you should feel a certain way but that's not true like sometimes when you're depressed like it's like a roller coaster like you have I always think about it like some days I was like hot like on a high and other days it was low so even like me being like I can't have that like I'm happy I feel good today but then like that like trigger of like oh my gosh like I can't get out of bed today and normalizing that because I think that's what like for me was like I can't like hormonal <laughs> you know I try to like justify it but it's like no like depression hits people differently and like just learning to like love yourself again back to that health of like knowing what make you feel good and what gets you going day by day is important. Because I know I was embarrassed and I was really confused. And I think I even text Carla. I finally text her like after like two months because I was like, at first I felt like I was in denial. Because I was like, no, like I'm, I'm a happy person. You know, it's okay to not be okay.
Yeah, totally is. No, girl, totally. Felt like I just clicked with you so hard right now when you were saying that. I I really do pray that others hear your story because it's just it's a day to day when you're hustling, when you're trying to do everything. You can't help it because you want to succeed. You want to make people proud. You want to make yourself proud, your parents proud. And I think it might be a first, also maybe experiencing at young age with first generation folks because there are pressures to succeed because your parents made so many sacrifices. So dope. Uh, Carla, do you have any last questions? Uh, I don't know. I feel like... Even though you know I her like, like the back of your hand. But. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think sometimes if that, that makes it a little bit harder because it's like, oh, I already know all these things. I don't, like, I don't know what to ask. So Lynette, what do you... Like if you had like one final message that you... Like for anyone listening, like for your nieces and nephews who might listen to this, like what would you say to people who may be struggling through the same thing, but are also, but also have like these ambitious goals, like what advice would you give them? I think um, number one is always believe in yourself. I think sometimes it's hard, especially when you have to work so much harder to get where you're at. Um, I think also listening to your body. Like, I feel like I probably wouldn't have experienced certain things in my life if I would have just stopped and like been like, Hey, I need a break. Like it's okay to take breaks. The end goal will always be there, but just enjoy the ride. Like sometimes I feel like I was kind of more like, let's get to business. Let's do this. Let's do this. That I like almost feel like at times I missed out on some things because I was too busy, like speeding when I wish I should have just slowed down and enjoy the ride. I mean, when you believe in yourself, like you will get there, you know, and um, trust the process and trust yourself. No, so dope. So crazy. Cause when this happened, I was like, Carla got down and got to prepare, right? Favorite, favorite so far. I mean, I know you were the first guest of the series, but <laughs> it was honestly you so set the bar high. You did. Did I? You really did. Um, you, well, thank you, girls. Mm-hmm, you honestly, you touched on so much about first generation struggles, the pressures, being a woman of color. And trying to reestablish yourself in a career setting, you know, not doubting yourself, having a partner that supports your hustle, having healthy habits that constantly change throughout your life. That's super important too. not only that, but you really shed some light on like anxiety that can really happen to anyone. Um, especially people of color. It was so dope listening to you. I really do hope and pray that your message gets out there, that you continue to inspire people and just continue to, you know, have courage to be yourself and do whatever you need to do and keep grinding, keep hustling and being kind to others. I also loved how you, how you talked about that. Thank you so much. And Carla, (laughs) such a good one. I can't wait for the rest of the series. Thank you both. And again, thank you for this podcast. I feel like it's such an important thing for to like the messages to get out there. And I look forward to listening to everyone else's story because, you know, everyone has their own. I hope you like it. I hope you share and send to a friend that you think might need this message today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.